We forecast prices and fundamentals. Whether you're a trader, producer, or consumer, you can hedge your bets with Montel's diverse forecasting portfolio. Contact us at salesatmontelnews.com for more info and a free trial. Hello listeners and welcome to the Montel Weekly Podcast, bringing you energy matters in an informal setting. Today's pod focuses on one of Europe's largest energy markets and the last bastion for coal, Poland. We will discuss the development of renewables in the country and the outlook for coal-fired electricity generation, especially given the backdrop of EU climate targets for 2030 and the objective of climate neutrality by 2050. Will the country be able to expedite a planned exit from coal? My name is Richard Sverson, and I'm joined by Joanna Machkowiak-Pandera, who is CEO of Forum Energy, a think tank based in Warsaw. A warm welcome to you, Joanna. Hello, Richard. I hope I got all those Polish names and uh, the phrases correct. It was perfect. You did a really excellent job. Thanks. That's good to hear. How are you getting on in, in Poland in, t- in, in terms of the COVID-19 outbreak? How is life for you, Joanna? I think that we're all used to the situation. I mean, something which was quite unusual several months ago now is becoming new normal. Uh, This is my impression. However, the the new cases uh, are growing. So we currently have 600, uh, around 600, 800 cases a day, which is, of course, a sign that autumn will be hot, probably. But actually, there are gossips that we will not have the similar lockdown as we had in spring. So we just try to leave and uh, as said, it's new normal, I think. Fingers crossed anyway. In terms of the energy market in Poland, how has that been affected? Have you seen a drop in power demand and certain uh, maybe coal-fired production or, or energy production in general? It's a very interesting question because in fact, whole transformation of the energy sector speed up dramatically in my view. So the first sign of, of course, there was a demand drop as everywhere in Europe. In the most difficult days, it was about 20%. On average, we say that the pandemic has resulted in energy demand decline by about 8%. But of course, it started to push out coal out of the system. And the whole discussion about energy transformation and the role of coal is now very advanced. The government now speaks with trade unions on actually closing down mines because it's inevitable, also because they bring dramatic economic losses and the liquidity of the biggest coal mining company, PGG, they lost actually financial liquidity. So it's the matter of months where they need to just dramatically change. So this is where we are. And of course, the discussion about what is the future. I mean, which sources can actually replace coal effectively is also there. I think that Poland or Poles or decision makers for years, we observed that renewables were treated as actually not the best source of energy because it's not reliable, it's intermittent, it's variable. And it's foreign technology. Uh, We also heard such voices and now... It's serious discussion how renewables can fill the gap when the coal will be phased out. And this is something which we expect in the next years to come. It's certain that Poland will face coal generation gap. It's also because the capacity markets, which now still supports 
coal generation will be phased out actually for coal after 2025. Uh, so it's a matter of five years where the coal-fired power plants will bring dramatic losses and they will not be able probably to operate in at least current electricity market. So also electricity market needs to be redesigned, but nevertheless, it's uh, then the question mark to which extent you want to invest in the uh, coal-fired power plants because they, they need modernization above 50% of all coal-fired power plants. They are older than 30, 35 years, which means uh, that this is end of light for them. And uh, of course, different challenges on how to obtain financing. So th th there is a lot uh, going on currently in Poland. It's a very interesting case. And I, I think that Poland may become energy transition country, most advanced uh, in the world from coal to renewables without uh, or maybe with a moderate share of gas. Absolutely. So that's fascinating. A fascinating proposition, Jana. You raised a number of points, which I would like to return to to some of them. So if I could briefly summarize, I would say that the COVID-19 pandemic has, in a sense, accelerated the start of the demise of, of coal-fired generation in Poland and the economics of the market and of these plants are also a sort of dark cloud looming, if you like, So, from especially from 2025 onwards. But if we can talk about the coal exit or potential coal exit in Poland, is it feasible and by when? I mean, you, you named a number of dates. I mean, Germany has said 2038, finally, although maybe the market conditions may, may deem that maybe a bit late, if you like. But what's the situation in Poland like, Joanna? It's a very good question. If you ask me when Poland can phase out coal, I need to ask you which sector you mean, as actually we are very much dependent on coal. We are the third country in the world most dependent on coal. So we have a lot of coal in the power sector. It's about 72%. It's district heating, also about 72%. And it's even households. So a lot of Polish homes, they still generate heat, burning coal in the household, which results in heavy air pollution in winter. And we need to have strategy for the three sectors. And if you ask me, I think that uh, for the heating sector, and we, we did number of analyses, I mean, also for, for the power sector, but when we talk about phasing out in heat generation, generally district heating and households, I think 2030 is possible. It's also because quality of life, it's the matter of quality of air and the health and actually Polish society supports changes. Of course, mostly in the bigger cities. Another challenge is villages and the energy poverty and so on. But this is feasible. And when we talk about power sector, we think, and we actually did uh, also an analysis about the future of lignite. Uh, so we think that the phasing out lignite in 2032 is actually inevitable, uh, also because currently open mines, they will just be probably over around that date. Maybe there are official government's analysis which uh, prove that maybe they will last until 2035. But uh, as I said before, it's also the matter of economics. So they will bring losses because of the high CO2 prices raising. So lignite is set around also 2032. And, and the rest, hard coal, it's uh, in the power sector. We think it's 2035, uh, latest uh, 2040. 
So uh, this is what we now discussed in Poland. Still, uh, such date does not exist. I know that the government is working on such uh, strict goals. So this is, in my view, what is possible in the next years. Absolutely. So, of course, it's it's very political as well. And the, the, the coal sector, there's a lot of jobs that depend on it as well. So obviously, nothing can happen overnight here. But if you move away from coal, uh, how will you guarantee security supply? Will, will, will security supply be an issue? We actually now also uh, are working on modeling, which shows uh, how we can fill the gap until 2030. So in the short run, in the next 10 years. And we see that Actually, there, there is about four uh, gigawatt of gas-fired power plants, also CHP, which are under construction. And probably po- Poland would need about one maximum two gigawatt of uh, gas-fired power plants to balance the system, and the rest uh, could be covered from renewables. So renewables, wind and, and solar can fill the gap. After 2030, all governments of Poland discuss uh, nuclear energy since uh, 10 years about. Uh, so it's still a project which is seriously considered, but nevertheless, uh, decisions are still missing. But if you take a look on the official plans and strategies, theoretically after 2035, a nuclear power plant could also replace coal. But this is a sad uh, long story. Uh, and we think that renewables can fill the gap, of course, after big changes in the operation of electricity market with the advanced flexibility options and uh, use of DSR and other ancillary services and uh, other measures which are, of course, needed in such a flexible and uh, variable system. Absolutely. Will then Poland be more reliable reliant, sorry, on on imports from its neighbours in such a scenario? Poland will be more and more reliant on import if nothing will change. That's for certain, because the challenge is now that the uh, wholesale prices are are highest actually in the region. And this is the reason why we import a lot of electricity and the imports are growing. And this became really the issue because for years we were rather the export country. And now uh, politicians, they got stressed with the increasing imports. Uh, it's about 20 terawatt hours out of uh, 160. So the numbers are, are actually growing. And this is something which is uh, at least theoretically not, uh, you know, it strengthens security of supply. It's, it's great that loop flows uh, has been solved between on the German-Polish border, which it it was the issues uh, like six years ago, and now it's the cooperation between the TSO is better. So uh, the flows are bigger, but nevertheless, uh, without changes in the only energy transition, like increased share of renewables, because other countries, Sweden, we have a connection to Sweden, Germany, Czech Republic, they go for uh, renewables uh, and Lithuania. So we need to have more renewables in order to equal the balance in the trading, electricity trading, to bring uh, balance. You mentioned in terms of, you know, the coal exit, some of these, some of the capacity will will leave the market, will close, will, you know, be decommissioned. And, and some of that will be met by gas. But I, we're not talking new gas-fired plants, are we? We're talking existing plants and 
plants that are under construction now, Joanna, because there's a danger here you'd you'd lock lock in in some gas plants into a very you know into a high emission scenario, which would be very costly. You know, it's a very interesting story with gas in Poland because for years we have perceived gas as a so energy source from Russia, and with and it was actually why Poland did not diversify energy mix when other countries were doing that, like 20 years ago or 10 years ago. 80% of gas came from Russia. Currently, the numbers decreased and it's like 47% of gas coming from Russia to Poland. And I think that Poland just completely changed its attitude towards gas because of the diversification of the LNG, Norway, Baltic pipe and so on. So it's uh, now big enthusiasm uh, for gas. But uh, as said, uh, we say that there is limits. It's fossil fuel. It's also um, emitting uh, CO2. It's uh, still actually not ours energy source. Only about three to four billion of cubic meters are produced uh, in Poland and the rest is coming from abroad and the numbers will grow in future. So when, uh, just replying to your question, we say that about four gigawatts are now under construction and maybe we would need like one, two, two gigawatts of uh, gas speakers because we don't have actually gas speakers now to balance the system quickly. So mainly uh, the, the, the biggest amount of uh, gas generation in Poland is mainly now CHP. So we need just like gas speakers uh, to balance the system. You know, some plants, coal-fired plants, have looked to convert to, to gas. I mean, I'm thinking of the Ostrowenka plant. Uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. What's happening here, Joanna? Ostrowenka is, is quite a symbolic project because it's uh, like symbol of coal collapse in Poland. It's uh, perceived like that because despite the very strong push, political push, the project was cancelled uh, finally in May. And also the company Energa, and Ena is another story, but actually Energa was uh, bought by Orlen, uh, other big Polish uh, energy company, which now uh, wants to be multi-energy uh, company. And uh, the, the future is, in my view, a little uncertain. So the project now is in the, let's say, transition phase. Orlen announced that they will continue the project in gas, but uh, there is no official decision at the moment. The challenge is that the project, Ostrowenka project, was pushed into capacity market. So according to the regulation, to this regulation, it should deliver capacity in 2023. If they will not do this, they uh, need to pay big fines or other solutions need to be uh, found. And uh, so it's uh, still, uh, it's still uh, let's say, a big story for the Polish energy system. And maybe the, the most important thing is that even if the project will be converted to gas, gas pipeline does not exist. I mean, enough capacity to deliver gas to the power plant. So it's also a challenge to build a pipe to Ostrowenka. Uh, so it's really like a painful project for the Polish energy system and sector. Sounds, sounds quite uncertain anyway, the future. I mean, constructing new pipelines certainly wouldn't come cheap. But um, moving away from coal and gas now, Jana, to the renewable sector in Poland, we've seen quite a, an upturn in, in uh, new solar capacity. I mean, sort of 7% rise in July alone. W- what's happening here? 
there is is a, a pole suddenly you know is there they're, they're seeing the light or the sun if you like yeah you know we also uh, ask uh, frequently what's going <laughs> on there <laughs> because it's it's really surprising i i remember discussions like four years ago uh, where um, photovoltaics were perceived as, you know, no option for the Polish uh, power system. And now it's just uh, from uh, 200 megawatts uh, within the uh, last two and a half years, uh, we reached above uh, two gigawatts of uh, installed capacity. And we expect that until end of this year, we'll have three gigawatts of capacity. And uh, it's mainly rooftop PV. Uh, this is important. There are also some industrial uh, PV plants which were, let's say, commissioned within uh, auctions, uh, renewables auction. But we have very, you know, attractive uh, subsidy scheme which is coming from the National Fund for Environmental Protection. So poles now love PV. Everybody now uh, installs PV. And it's interesting because uh, even pandemic uh, did not uh, stop this process or in, not even slow down this process. And of course, now is the question as actually the, the subsidies are coming from CO2 revenues. So we now hope that the project will continue also in these difficult times of pandemic and, uh, you know, lack of uh, enough resources to support uh, all the industries uh, we hope that the pv will continue of course financing is an issue when you have you know very severe economic consequences of the coronavirus crisis but in terms of these rooftop solar projects these capacity growth are people looking to replace sort of burning coal in households to with solar or is it their they're, they're more of a kind of maybe a threat to the retail electricity sector. If people, more and more people are, are becoming uh, self-sustainable in, in power production. Is that what's happening? In many cases, the, the subsidy scheme is not merged now with heat pumps, but in many cases, people just move away from coal uh, to PV plus heat pump. Currently, the potential of the market in Poland is estimated at the level of 50,000 pieces yearly sold which is also a lot. It's um, much bigger than UK uh, market. Uh, and of course, it will speed up the uh, heat modernization or clean heat introduction because in many places of Poland, you don't have gas pipes. So in fact, it's really hard to uh, replace uh, coal with uh, pure electricity like from the grid because it's still the most expensive source of heat, most costly. But I know that in many cases, people just decide to uh, install PV plus a heat pump. And then it's, you know, the sky is the limit. So we expect that the government will uh, extend the support scheme for uh, heat pumps as well. And it seems that heat pumps will have a bright future because once we speak about moving away in the next 10 years from coal in the households, uh, it's, it's really the question, what, what can be the solution? And in some cases where you have, or cities, or they have gas pipes, probably gas is the quickest option and the cheapest one. But in many places, we will not build new gas uh, pipes because of cost reasons and other reasons which we know also related with neutrality, climate neutrality, and 2030, 2050 targets. And then uh, heat pumps are a really great uh, solution for such places. It's, of course, still quite costly uh, energy source, but we think that recovery funds and uh, 
other funds. Actually, Poland will benefit from EU funds in the next EU uh, financial perspective. Our estimation is that Poland can get uh, more than uh, 30 billion euro only for the energy transformation. We are not talking about other, let's say, sectors. So it's uh, only energy transformation and uh, and, and of course, many of the funds are conditional, so they can only be used for the advanced technologies, for renewables, for greed. So it's big opportunity for, for Polish energy transition. And we say, if not now, then when? I think there will be no better time. I don't expect that in six years, uh, Poland can count on new funds from such big funds from the EU. Seems to be the apt opportunity to grab that time now. We haven't talked about wind. I can see Poland has some quite ambitious wind targets for or targets for offshore wind by 2030. Six gigawatts, if I'm not mistaken. How, how realistic is that? There are different numbers. Currently, most uh, two projects are most advanced, one of Polenergia and one of PGE. And uh, I think that it's about 2.5, but the new law is under preparation uh, and should be completed under end of the year. So, in fact, uh, also it's quite quite new that uh, Polish decision makers they now announce its you know attachment to offshore energy, which is perceived as uh, as uh, most uh, cost efficient and uh, also more reliant compared to onshore wind. But there is also quite interesting development in onshore wind auctions. Uh, Actually, last year, Poland became the third uh, most attractive market in Europe in terms of auctions, but it was because actually onshore uh, wind industry, the project were stopped by the French uh, changes in regulation, among others, uh, distance regulation, which actually prohibits building windmills in the distance from uh, cities and villages. And it stopped development on onshore wind for uh, several years. Last year, actually, it seems that this government has said, I'm very sorry to the energy industry, uh, to this onshore uh, wind industry. And now uh, they announced that there will be revision of the law, which will um, withdraw from this distance regulation. And this is uh, extremely important because uh, there are no new projects, actually, which can compete effectively uh, under this law uh, in the auctions. Uh, so once we want to have cheap onshore wind uh, electricity, we need to change uh, regulation in order to you know, attract investors to, uh, to build new projects. Absolutely. And that could be, you know, there have been several PPAs signed in Poland uh, this year in terms of renewable projects. And do you see that continuing? I see big interest in PPAs. I still think it's very little. Bigger potential exists, but I think also it's uh, government needs to introduce a strategy and expectations towards uh, onshore wind because uh, it was perceived as a inferior brother of renewables. So it was not treated uh, properly in the last years. Jana, thank you very much for a fascinating insight into current market developments in, in Poland. Um, we hope to have you back on the pod sometime again where we can see how far Poland has got. But um, once again, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. And I encourage you to follow Polish market. Absolutely. We have two correspondents there who follow it quite closely, Jana. So we'll, we'll do our best. Yeah. That's all for the Montel Weekly Podcast this week, listeners. Remember to keep up to date with all our stories on Montel News. Follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
Thank you and goodbye.